We had quite a morning this morning, my lovely wife and, and I, uh, <laughs> kind of getting ready. It, and the first thing that happened, uh, I woke up about 3 o'clock this morning and uh, I couldn't go back to sleep. But I had victory because I went to bed early, so I got enough sleep. <laughs> Praise God. And then went out and I was fixing my coffee and, and a bagel, and, and all of a sudden I heard my wife say, Oh, my! And I, what? And I looked over, and here she had taken a, a roast out of the freezer last night to thaw in the refrigerator. And uh, she had put it in a, just in a box, and, and it had made the biggest mess you ever in your life saw. So, so that kind of drew us back a little bit. But I had to think about, we were listening to Joel Olstein on the, on the way to church this morning, and, and he said something to the effect that new level, new devils. And it seems like there's something new every day to challenge you, but it's, it's God in me that, that meets that challenge. Not me, but God in me. So... Before I begin the message, I want to share a, a story that's a little on the light side. As we get into the sermon after bed here, we, we'll dig a little deeper into how God will make a way when there seems to be no way. I have to think of this story where God made a way that seemed to be no way. And the story begins with a man, and he's on his way home from work, and as usual, he would cut through the cemetery and shortening his journey by a goodly amount. And to his dismay, there had been a grave dug early in the day that happened to be right in the path that he was going. Being dark, he failed to see it, and he fell into the grave. Well, he tried, and he tried to crawl out, but he could not, so he decided just to sit back and wait until morning. Meanwhile, a man was out coon hunting, and he immediately started, or he, he started going through the cemetery, the same path, and to his demise, he ended up the same way. And the man that was on his way home, he woke up, and he said, hey, he said, you can't get out of here. But he did. <laughs> God will make a way when there seems to be no way. Our scripture for the message is found in Genesis 22, 9 through 14, and starting in verse 9, it reads, And they came to the place which God told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and he laid wood in order, and he bound Isaac his son, and he laid him upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and he took the knife to slay his son, and the angel of the Lord called to him of heaven. And he said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, Here am I. And the angel said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither anything unto him. I know thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he looked. And behold, there was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns, and he offered him up 
for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the place of called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. No matter what the problem or the difficulty you're facing, the Lord has a way when there seems to be absolutely no answer in sight. God always provides a solution to any problem we're facing in the will of God. Once we understand God, then we can truly sing the song, God will make a way when there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide, walking closely by my side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way. Let's look at some of the guidelines to complying with God's will so we can experience his sufficient grace, his enabling power, and his sovereign workings. Paul understood how God makes a way when there seems to be no way. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, he writes, For it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. We need the confidence acknowledging the presence of the Holy Spirit in us as believers to accomplish things according to God's will. We need to pray and study God's word in order that we as believers can accomplish God's will in our lives. We need to allow believers in fellowship and service we contribute and personal devotions to transform and conform you into what God wants you to be. By speaking the truth in love, we can acquire greater power in all aspects of our Christian growth. Often it's doing God's will that enables us and gives us a desire to do it. Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9, starting in verse 8, reads, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, and whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, Think on these things, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace will be with you. If you fail to train yourself to do and do not try to be like Christ, you'll probably just continue to be a spiritual infant, having to rely on others instead of the Lord, for his help. Refuse to be driven by every wind of doctrine or by the evil that we wait against every day. Instead, pray. Pray that the Lord will make you increasingly more Christ-like by the reading of his truth, that is, the word, and the understanding that he gives you through the Holy Spirit. Your prayer might go something like this. May the mind of Christ, my Savior, live in me from day to day by his love and power controlling all I do and say. It's important, isn't it, that he controls all we say and do if we just allow him to do that. We find the mind of Christ through the presence 
of the Holy Spirit and the light of God's word. We must learn to use it in a way that we can always find our way out of whatever situation we find ourselves in. God makes a way when there seems to be no way, when we ask the Lord to teach us the way to go. In Exodus chapter 33, verse 13, Moses wrote, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I might find grace in thy sight. Consider that nation is thy people. Once we know the Lord's attributes, we're better able to discern his ways for our life. And we find these in God's word. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 9, 10, and 11, it reads, For this cause we also, since the day we, had, we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. That's the hard part, isn't it? With joyfulness. Here, Paul speaks to the Colossians. He's telling them to ask the Lord to fill them with the knowledge of his will so that all spiritual understanding will come. And so that they could learn more about his way and and be enabled to walk in his way that pleases him in all respects. And that he could bear fruit in every good work as they increase in knowledge of God. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. In Matthew 7, 7, it reads, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. You see, we must do something. We must act in order for God to make a way when there seems to be no way. Living Christ in me and I in him. God promises a way out of our problems for sure, but it requires persistence to ask, to seek, and to knock until he opens the best doors of opportunity. And you can be sure that when one door closes, he's going to open a better one. God makes a way when we admit that human ways are often contrary to his ways. In Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For... As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, we just need to know that the will of God is often beyond our human understanding. We need to allow the Lord to walk in ways beyond our human understanding. We need to trust him as he leads us in ways that at the time don't seem to make any sense, but the key is Don't demand to understand, but trust. Trust and obey 
like the song says, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. God makes a way when we humbly confess our sins, our shortcomings, and our inadequacies. I love the book of Psalms. In Psalms uh, 51, verse 2, and verse 11, and verse 12, David wrote in verse 2, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. And in verse 11, he said, Cast me not from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy Holy Spirit. That's powerful. That's powerful. The scriptures tell us that we are to share these truths with the lost and to lead others to Christ. To me, the gospel is just this simple. It's something in and something out. That's what we're, we're commanded to do, spiritually speaking. In 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, furnished unto all good works. Humble thyself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you at the proper time. I love the words of a song that was written by John Michael Talbot, and it's just a few of the first went. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. And he, and he will lift you up. That's important, being humble. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. When you fix your eyes on Jesus as the author and finisher of your faith. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it reads, Wherefore, seeing we all are compassed about with a gr so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, imagine, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. We find the will of God through following Christ and examples he set before us. No one has ever completed the will of God as Jesus did. Jesus is the way when there seems to be no way. Follow the examples of the Lord Jesus. His ways are perfect and peace. He works in us as he empowers us to do God's will. I'm sure all of you are familiar with Philippians 4.13. It reads, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Ask the Lord to be perfect wherever, whatever concerns you, regardless the troubles you find yourself in. Allow the Lord to use your adversity to work patience and greater Christ-likeness in all areas of your life. 
In James 1, 2, and 5, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be made perfect and entire, wanting in nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Order your life around God's priorities, rather than taking care of your own business first. Ask God to guide you and wrap yourself around his priorities instead of your own natural impulses and desires. The American mentality of doing like, this is going to show my age, Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. This is in opposition to God's way to success. In Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, Paul tells us, he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and some teachers to prepare God's people for work of service. So the body of Christ, that is the church, that's the body of Christ, can be built up. We reach the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. In 2 Timothy 1.7 reads, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Wait on the Lord, and he will strengthen your heart. The Lord is strong and mighty. He's able to deliver you from any problem you're facing if you allow the, the spirit to fight your battles. God will make a way when we ask him to wisely choose our battles. In James 3.17 it reads, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and hypocrisy. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, that giveth all men liberally, and it will be given to you. Trust the Lord to give you knowledge, wisdom, and insight to walk in his ways. He will give you wisdom that shows others how you are divinely inspired to evidence wisdom from above, which is considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Reject the earthly kind of wisdom that's envious and selfish and ambitious and boastful. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. As the worship team makes their way back up here, in closing, the altars are open and Jesus is here waiting. If you want to uh, have someone pray with you, come to the altars on your right. And if you just want to be alone with God, you can come to the altars on your right or on your left, your other right. And uh, so I pray that you're making some decision right now. I pray that you're deciding in your heart that you're going to pray every day. And you're also going to read the Bible every day. 
and you're going to make that a permanent part of your life. If you do, I promise you that God will make it known in your life. His power will be yours. Maybe you just need to come and tell Jesus of your troubles. He'll make a way when there seems to be no way. No decision this morning is a, is a decision. Thank you.